not in Kansas anymore. You have my curiosity. Are you telling me you built a time machine? The force will be with Tis the season to be jolly. Tra la 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 la. That's the wrong time. Wrong of year. season. Um, it's time for the spooktacular Halloween special. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I'd scream, but it's like eleven o'clock at night, and we're recording this so late. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is a special Halloween episode that we're doing. That Chris has been trying to convince me to watch scary films since like forever. I did it. I did it. And he's finally done it. And we've watched Halloween, which is very, very uh, aptly named, isn't it? Guys, I want you to tweet at us or put on our Instagram and just say congratulations to Sam for actually like. We're actually sitting through two horror films. Not just one. I managed to get him to watch two. I actually wow. never thought I'd see the day. I was actually quite excited to talk about these, to be quite honest with you. Okay. Okay. I want to know what you thought of them now. Because you were really, really not looking forward to it. It was like, it was, it was what, yesterday or the day before, I was still trying hard to convince him. He was still trying to, like, wiggle his way out of watching these films and be like, oh, are you sure you want to do it? episode we've already got one bonus episode this week also if you haven't checked out the other bonus episode we hosted the first half hour of get real gaming's second episode so go check that out because it's really good guys yeah. go support the other podcast why not we've done you a favor you don't even have to go to the other podcast to see whether you're gonna like it or not and spoiler exactly. alert you're probably gonna like it so yeah i mean i really liked it it's the first half hour of their second episode so go check that out mm-hmm. really interesting conversations mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Uh, right, so, um, as you know... Also, our our socials, if you're wondering where to tweet it, Sam, to say thank you for watching a horror film, is GetRealPod on Twitter and Instagram, or at Get Real, or GetRealPodUK at gmail.com to email in. And I will tweet everybody back and say you're welcome. <laughs> also, give him more horror film recommendations, please. No, you, you may as well not give me more horror film recommendations because I will not watch them. Because the only <laughs> until next Halloween, the only reason I watched these films was because we had this Halloween special, right? I will. I just don't watch them. I just don't watch horror films, and I know that sounds ridiculous because I'm on a film and TV podcast. But I just don't watch them. I don't know what it is, Chris. I just don't get an enjoyment out of them. Now, that's not to say that I didn't <laughs> enjoy these films, spoiler alert, because there were parts of these films that were pretty good. And I understand why people really buzz over these films, because to be honest, they are good. But yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. Like They just don't do it for me. I just, I think, I think you're just not getting... Like it's a certain thing. Like I used to really be like that. I was always way too terrified to watch them. But then, like I started to get like a morbid curiosity of them. It was like, why do people enjoy them so much and stuff like that? And then it takes a while to build up to the point where you get like that dopamine rush after like a good scare. Like you scare you scare yourself watching this film, and then once it's over, like like it's like a, a rush of endorphins and stuff. But and I don't even get like, that. Oh, wow. I, I don't even get a rush of endorphins. It's like when we were watching The Mandalorian, which we're covering on Monday, like we watched it on the group share and something came on on the screen that was really cool and you came on on Discord and went, boo! And I was like, I absolutely <laughs> shit myself, Chris. And I got no enjoyment out of that. The adre- you heard it here, The Mandalorian is too scary for some. <laughs> <laughs> the adrenaline rush that I got was more like caused me to sweat 
instead of making me think, <laughs> oh, yeah, I got a real buzz out of that jump. No, but that that's what I'm saying. Like, after a while, it becomes that sort of buzz. Like, after you watch a few and, like, you find, like, your subgenre of horror that you're really into and stuff like that, like, you do get that sort of buzz where it's like, oh, that's really fucking cool, even though it scared the shit out of me two minutes ago. Yeah, and to get, get us on to topic, that I quickly realised that... 1970s horror was very different to 2000 the the 2000s horror very very I'm different I'm saying that yeah like, like wow so <laughs> halloween was like one of it's not the first but it's one of the first slasher films that ever came out or what's now defined as like a slasher film um sort of like the stereotypical like lone murderer out killing teens and stuff like that so um, that's what describes someone like as a slasher it's not that they slash people <laughs> no it, because there's a lot of slashing sort of like, in this there is a lot of slashing in this but like that's almost where like the name comes from it was like it's normally like somebody just going around like shop objects just like killing like a lot of people and there's like like you said there's a lot of slashing in it sort of thing that's where like it comes from it's like its own subgenre. It's not like an exorcism film. It's not like mm. um, a ghost, like poltergeist or something like that. Like, so that's where it sort of came from. It, it wasn't the first. You had like Silent Night, Deadly Night, and stuff like this before it. I think that was the one. I think that was before Black Christmas and stuff like that. So it wasn't a wholly new genre, but this helped cement it. This was like one of the big first ones that like led to, you know, sort of like the the unkillable, unstoppable force that became, like, uh, Freddy and Jason and stuff like that. And for absolute transparency, I have not seen the Halloween, the original Halloween film until today. I'm so happy that you did that. So, first reactions, what did you think of it? You said it's so different from horror films today. What did you think of it? So, to be honest with you... um. I didn't find much of the original Halloween very scary at all. It's I just don't Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't it's almost it's almost funny instead of being scary. It's like that first <laughs> scene that you've got where you've got uh, Michael as a kid, right? And it's like that yeah. um it's that perspective of him, isn't it? It's in the first person. First person inside the mask. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um it's like none of that is none of it scary at all. And I can imagine at the time in the cinema, it was probably quite tense. But, like, I just found myself, like, just thinking, this is so 1970s filmmaking and acting. It's like, at first, I had no idea it was going to be a kid in a clown outfit. I thought it was, like, when I saw the arms, right? (laughs) You know in, like, (laughs) video games where you've got, like, a Russian guy and, like, a... Like... like... You know, like you, you play him like <laughs> you. What's his fucking name? Minotaur on Modern Warfare. No, or it's something. the other dude. The other dude. The uh, oh, Rodian. No, the other guy. Uh, the other the, the dude who wears the tracksuits. Oh, fucking the guy that looks like Vladimir Putin. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what his name is. Um, anyway. <laughs> It, I thought it was someone. I thought it was someone wearing like a green tracksuit at first, and when <laughs> when that guy runs down the stairs to like leave the house, um, the guy who's banging his sister anyway, 
Um, I thought, how the hell does this guy not see this person stood there <laughs> with like a knife in his hand and like? And then I realised, oh, it's a kid, so I'd let it off. But then I also had to remind myself it is a film. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's just suspension of disbelief. Yeah, it's just uh, it's actually quite hilarious. The first Halloween. Um, I mean, I, th- I think nowadays it is like you said, like back then, like it was something that hadn't been seen very often. I think, like. Because it's been memed so much as well, like you knew moments, like you probably like knew the bit with the closet at the end where Michael breaks through the closet and stuff like that. Um, so it's like it's been memed so many times, but I think back then, like, like you said, it's not like modern horror films. It's not like a jump scare a mile a minute. It's not like over the top, like the goriest thing you've ever seen. Like every slash has like two gallons of blood spray uh, spraying on the screen and stuff. It's. It's like a slow, suspenseful film. Like the pace of the film follows the pace that Michael Myers trucks around the neighborhood and stuff. No, it's fair. Think... There's not a great deal of blood in this film, anyway. No, there isn't. That's what I'm saying. Like, like it, it was very different. Like this was playing on a lot of like, so stuff that like where uh, not Wes Craven back then. I was slightly after this, but uh, that John Carpenter and stuff were doing at this time was like. It came from like a new age sort of like movement in horror, which was like I can't remember how to say, but it was like it was bringing horror into the suburbs, and this was like the first sort of time that this was really happening. Mm. Um, other than like possession stuff, like this was like the first time it was like there's an unknowable killer that can be around any sort of corner, and it was like invading like the perfect suburban lifestyle. So you just had like the Vietnam War and all that sort of stuff, and it was like sort of bringing horror home to especially the American audience and stuff. So this film is, like, slower paced and, like, the bit where Laurie will, like, walk across the street and then Michael will sort of, like, come out from behind a bush and, like, he's stalking her and everything and he's slowly plodding, like, planning everything and he's just, like, a deranged, unstoppable killer. He's known as The Shape because, like, that's what he is. Like, he's this otherworldly being... I mean, the hilarious thing about him in the first one is how he's just stood there in the middle of broad daylight, just stood behind a car, just staring into the classroom. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, how is how is anyone not just like walking down the street at the same time and just sees this fucking weirdo with like a white mask on, in a black overalls, and in the mid in the nineteen seventies? It's just like, but well, that's the thing. Like, that's because like that's our modern sensibility is like oh, somebody stood there menacingly covering the face and everything like that is, like, something, like, to be afraid of nowadays. Like, that's something that you would worry about. But back then, like, like this was, like, a new concept. So it's, like, people wouldn't really be afraid of it. They would just be there, like, huh. Yeah, but... Strange. But the, <laughs> like, the, like, the thing that the 2018 one is mostly set at night, which I think helps to, yeah. obviously, the creepiness of it. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's quite a... I mean to talk about something to do with the old one the music's definitely like a bit of a uh, obviously the the staple of halloween is the music theme the the theme that it's like so iconic but yeah. it's quite funny because it's it's so obnoxious when it comes in you just like it just says right okay michael myers is here yeah, and what I kind of liked about this, not being a fan of horror films as much, but 
and I don't like tension. So the worst thing that could possibly happen in a film for me is something to just absolutely jump out, shit you up, and you just don't expect it, and it comes out of nowhere. Allah, the head exploding in Prometheus is the worst thing, <laughs> the worst single thing I've sat through in the cinema because it came out of nowhere. <laughs> Yeah. And I shit. That was funny. I, I jumped, that was so funny. I jumped funny. out the chair, Chris. Absolutely. I jumped. think you scared me more than the head explosion did because I just <laughs> I just don't deal with it well. So a good thing about the Halloween franchises is if you don't get the music theme, you get Michael's heavy breathing that lets you know something is going to happen ahead of time. Yeah, um, especially in the old one, it's so. But obviously, this is this is uh, editing of the time, I guess. So that kind of helps. That's kind of why it stands out so much, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's good. It's good. I actually really enjoyed. I'd, I'd watch the original one again, probably more so than what I'm I would so watch glad the you enjoyed 2018 it. one. To be honest, as good well, as this is why I, when I was trying to pitch it to you, I said like the first one nowadays isn't quite as scary, but it's like it's haunting almost in the way that like it. There's this menacing looming presence to it. Yeah, I think that's like how I was trying to pitch it to you. I was like, it's not, it's not a jump scare a mile a minute. It's like it builds tension and stuff like that, and you know things are going to happen. Yeah, you you won't know how they'll play out unless you've seen it before. But it, it's like this slow lumbering presence no, to that's it. What that's I'm, what I love. That's what I mean. Yeah. You've, you've got you've got enough of a heads up in the form of the breathing or the music theme that is so obnoxious that you're going to know when something's going to happen. It's like uh, the first jump scare that I had in that first one is the bit where um, I can't, I don't know the I can't remember the character's name, so you'd have to forgive me, but the guy and the girl who are like getting it on. And then yeah. he's like, I'll be right back. Don't get dressed. And he like, ru- like <laughs> goes downstairs to go get a drink. And then, that was the first jump scare when Michael like bursts out that door where he's like looking to see what it could be. Like he hears, hears yeah. a noise, and then Michael like absolutely f- smashes through the door and like holds him up, like starts lifting him Pins up. Pins him to the wall with the oh, knife. Oh man, that was brutal. For a 1978 yeah. film, and he gets like the knife shoved into him and it holds him up and it shows his feet. Like, I was like, wow, that's brutal. But but it's followed up by that absolute brutal moment where he just stares at him in, in silence and like tilts his head looking at him, which is just creepy as anything. Yeah, and it's followed up by him just stood in front of the room, stood in front of that girl with just a ghost sheet just over as a his ghost. head. <laughs> but he's got yeah. the glasses on over the top. And I, I just couldn't like my notes have ha 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 in big capital letters because I just found <laughs> it so funny. And the whole time he stood there, all you can hear is, <sighs> yeah. <sighs> and she's just like, "Come to bed, silly." <laughs> it's like God's sake, it's just so funny. I I I I'm, I'm just. Making loads of sounds there, trying to explain myself. I had words in my head, but I couldn't say them. Yeah. Um, like, my favourite horror films are the older ones. Um, like, they are often cheesy by today's standards, but I kind of like the campiness of them. Mm. But also, I like what looking into what they did for the times and stuff as well. Like, like you're saying, like, that was like a savage moment for this time. And then, like, that was a funny moment. And it was like, it is because, like, if you think about that back then, 
without like like knowing cinema the way that we know it today is like in the seventies, like people would be like, "What the fuck?" Like it's just just as a ghost is like it's sort of like it's sort of like to drop the tension a bit before another murder, isn't it? It's like it's like the the ebb and the flow of the pace. Well, what I kind of felt like at that point was the an audience at the time. Like if you were sat in a cinema watching that back in nineteen seventy eight, I don't know if you would be like, "Oh my god, no, it's not him! It's you know, go run away, run yeah. away!" But if, yeah, uh, I'm, shouting at the screen. Yeah, and I've just watched it like that's absolutely hilarious. Like she's gonna get killed because she's not putting two and two together. But yeah, there's lots of moments in the original Halloween that's just so on the nose. Like there's loads of jokes like. Um, when she picks up the phone and there's nobody there and it's like, I'll kill you if this is a joke. And it's like, oh, it's so on the nose. Um, yeah. It's, like I say, a lot of it's funny. A lot of it's just generally quite enjoyable. Um, like I said... I, I think you're kind of one of those people, though. I remember seeing stuff with you, even if it's not a horror film or something, you'll be like, don't go in. Like, what are you doing? Like, don't go in the room and stuff. I'm not one of those people. Like, I'll just sort of like, I'll kind of like watch it like, quite silently and like i'll react to it and stuff but i love when you watch a horror film with someone who's really animated like that yeah like, i was watching it follows the other day with charlotte and she was just there like what are you doing don't open the door don't open the door the creatures out there no what are you doing no but i'm the like, type of person i love watching <laughs> i'm the type of person that goes quiet and starts to like cover an eye and then you yeah, look sweating. over and you'd be like, are you okay? And I'd be like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> it's like, and it's, just, it's just I don't like tension. I just don't like yeah. tension. And that can be in any film. It doesn't necessarily have to be a horror film. But I just don't like tension in films. And it sounds dead silly, yeah. but it just puts me on edge. And that's why I can't go and watch... I can't watch horror films in the cinema because I just wouldn't want to put myself through it. I don't enjoy it. So this is why I watched the original Halloween at 10 o'clock in the morning on a friday on a, <laughs> on a thursday on a thursday morning so um but yeah um right answer me this because while we're on the topic of halloween and considering i've never watched these films before and i've literally yeah. watched the original one and then i watched the 2018 sequel um yes. so michael myers is by all means a regular bloke isn't he like in terms of like he's not a genetically mutated okay. no i, I okay. hope you were gonna ask okay. this <laughs> because i understand that jason Voorhees was at the bottom of a lake and he's like essentially undead right and yeah. freddy krueger's like a, a, a manifestation of your nightmares because i've seen what jason looks like under the mask and it's absolutely terrifying um <laughs> yeah. freddy krueger's terrifying in himself um, but Michael Myers, like he's a no- he's a kid that uh, that I'm assuming. What the vibe I get is it's because he was like he was like almost um, neglected because he, that, that his sister was meant to be babysitting him. She's neglected him. He's gone out trick or treating by himself. I'm assuming, and he's come home and he's had a twisted, you know, he's had a twist and he's just going to kill her. And then he goes on yeah, a rampage, he's sort of like had a snap, yeah. and that's why he targets Cause, those. Because after that moment, he never says anything ever again. Yeah, and, stuff like that. and that's like at that point, then he just starts to, he just that's what happens. Then he's he he lives to to kill people like that okay so how so, how does he turn into this fucking unstoppable force of nature who can take a stab in the eye a stab through the head a bullet to the fi- how, how does this happen so 
like it's just sort of meant to be like like he is an unhinged like he's sort of like you said like at that point he kind of becomes a force of nature and like he's trying to like wreak vengeance on the world and stuff like that mm. um that that's sort of like how it is if you just like watch like halloween and then you dive into like the newer films um that's just sort of what it is like he is just sort of like he's sort of like as strong as a human possibly could be like if he was like a weightlifter or something like that you, you know what i mean like it, it's all within human limits like you can take it take a lick in but at the end of the first one it's presumed that he's dead isn't it he, he gets shot and he falls out the window mm. but so this is where all the sequels come in so there was like seven sequels in the original franchise i think like that and i'm trying to figure out what it is now Oh, I remember now. So all the names of the Halloween films after Halloween 3 all have the same naming conventions as the Pink Panther movies. So you've got like Revenge of Michael Myers, Curse of Michael Myers and stuff like that, which is really funny that they've got the same so names as the Pink Panther you're telling me, <laughs> based off what you've just said, are you telling me that Michael Myers is possessed by a demon Pink Panther that's unstoppable mm. and unkillable, and that's yes, why... that's exactly what I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. now, do, do you know what? That's not even weirder than the truth of the franchise. So the, the franchise just goes down a rabbit hole. So it's revealed in the second one that um, Laurie is actually Michael Myers' sister. Okay, yeah. and um, when he commits the murders, um, her mum was uh, his mum was pregnant with another kid. Okay, so that's who Laurie Strode is. Then. Um, then it goes down like you start to get clues of like this cult of the runes and all this sort of stuff and you're like what the fuck's going on here and like there's another doctor comes into it who's like like who was treating Michael but sort of like casting almost rituals on him and stuff like that so it basically it ends up working out that Michael Myers is like just a body possession for this cult thing to then bring about almost like an antichrist like He's there to like facilitate a ritual and stuff like that, so that they can find a next host and all this sort of weird fucking stuff, like that led down like seven different films and batshit crazy. There's a point where um, I think it's Laurie um, has a kid. I think it's Laurie has a kid, so it's like his niece and like he's connected with her and like she's got like a telepathic link to him so she has like a crack at one point but like he's trying to follow her to keep the bloodline and stuff like that and i think further down the right lines like the cult impregnates his niece with michael's sperm and stuff like this to keep the bloodline pure it fucking goes batshit insane Uh, i'm assuming it makes no sense i'm assuming it got retconned (laughs) yeah with I believe it was Halloween H2O was the one that retconned it, which was awful. And then you had Halloween Resurrection, and those two brought back um, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. They brought her back. So she's been, like, dealing, like, she's become an alcoholic and stuff like that. There's a few themes that carried over into the 2018 one. Um, Her son... uh, Also, H2O has... um, Michelle Williams, like Oscar winner Michelle Williams in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, like he murders a bunch of like college students um, or high school students, one of which is Laurie Strode's son. And then in the next one, I think she's in an insane asylum and then Michael Myers ends up killing her. 
Um, but then that gets retconned again when you get to um, the Rob Zombie remakes, which I thought were awful, but they try to give like an overcomplicated like backstory to Michael and give it, make him like a sympathetic character and all this. Like, you know, if you've ever seen a Rob Zombie film, you know what I mean. Just their like redneck trash family, like abusing him. His mum's a prostitute and all this sort of stuff. Um, just like proper, just like kicking while he's down type thing just to make a really twisted killer and then it got rebooted again for the 2018 one which basically it keeps the original film as canon and then gets rid of all the other films so he is just a human again um he is just like a mentally broken human that for some reason i think he's fixated on laurie strode because he wasn't able to kill her when he was younger it's sort of like playing on like mental health type issues and stuff like that and how certain people will be like I don't, I don't, it's not like an OCD thing but you know like he feels like he's got unfinished business so he needs to finish it I think that's sort of like where it leads to that's why he's coming after Laurie Strode again mm-hmm. okay um, cool. I kinda like... so that leads us into the 2018 film Yeah. have you got any questions uh, well, <laughs> about the other films? Well, I, can, I have no questions about the other films because <laughs> um, I kind of like how Weird he was, sex cults. I kind of like how he was just this unstoppable force of nature to be fair yeah. I think I kind of preferred that because although obviously you see him have hit like experience pain from yeah. um, you know from like being shot and from being stabbed in the eye, stabbed in the eye and stuff, and that makes sense why he's got such a weird eye in some of the shots that you see of him, because obviously he's got like yeah. a white scarred eye from being stabbed through with a coat hanger. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I like how he's just like it's almost like because it's Halloween, he's unstoppable. Yeah, which kind like... of interestingly sets you up because the sequel for the new one coming up, Halloween Kills you're going to assume, is the day after Halloween. Yeah, so it seems like it's taking place straight afterwards because they're in the hospital after it, they're wearing all the same clothes and stuff like that. Mm. Which is interesting. Yeah, it's like it's like this Halloween period is like a trigger for him. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a Halloween... Halloween... The day after Halloween, and he's still... <laughs> maybe he's weaker. I don't know. Maybe he's weaker because it's not Halloween. I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily like he's empowered on these days, but I think it's sort of like it's a trigger for him. It's like it's like 40 years to the day that I committed these murders and stuff like that because it was when it came out and that's when it's set. It's like 40 years later mm. to the day. So it's sort of like it's like a trigger for him again. He's like, I need to finish what I started 40 years ago and all this sort of stuff. Kylo Ren style. Yeah, kind of. Um, so what did you think about the new film, like, broad strokes without, like, getting into the minutiae of it? What did you think compared to the original? Was it scarier? Was it... How did you feel? Uh, my first note it? is, holy brutal, dark, creepy shit, Batman. Like, this this <laughs> is definitely more of a modern take. I really enjoyed the beginning where you've got him stood in the middle of the courtyard in the middle of the, in the, middle of the day with those reporters who bring the mask to him and everyone else starts freaking out because that was like an iconic bit from the trailer. Yeah, that's like the presence of evil. Like you said, like a force of nature. Like he is like calm and like unflinching. You've got the sirens going off. You've got the dogs barking. You've got all the like mentally ill patients around him all being triggered and stuff like that. Oh, it was so sinister. Yeah. But like I said, I like that. Um, 
yeah, it's brutal. I like how there's a lot of symmetry to the original with this one, which I can imagine yep. that when it's been such a long time that you would watch this and be like, oh, that's a good little, that's a good throwback, and oh, that's a good throwback. Um, yeah, but because I obviously... that's how I felt as like a fan of the original. I was like, they're doing lots of callbacks, but they feel sincere in the way that they're doing it. Yeah, but because I've I've watched it like from one episode to the next, oh, sorry, from one film to the next film, they've they've stood out a lot more, and I've been like, oh, that's yeah. a callback. But yeah, they were cool. Um, I like how it feels like a direct sequel, so you wouldn't have to watch all the others. Yeah, um, well, th- it completely got rid of the others, and like. You get references to it, like um, Laurie Strode's daughter, granddaughter, like her mate was just there, like, oh, wasn't it like, wasn't like the killer like your nan's brother or something? It was like, no, they're not related. I was just like rumors and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and I liked that. So they're sort of like doing away with all like the bullshit. Yeah, because it was enough that like enough time had passed, but it was also like relevant enough that you could throw, you know, that it made sense. Um, yeah, but this is fucking stupid jump scare central. This film, <laughs> this is not. This is this wasn't a nice time. The there was a, quite a lot of moments, and I'm gonna all I'm gonna say is thank God for subtitles because they came up saying Michael breathing heavily oh. at parts where I couldn't hear oh. it. So <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> So, so you managed to get around the loophole of looking on that website that tells you when the jump scares are, and you just put subtitles on instead, which spoil the jump scares. For well, you. no, I, I, to be honest, I put subtitles on because I was struggling to understand what someone was saying. Um, <laughs> those two British reporters that get KO'd right at the beginning, yeah, uh, brutal. By the way, like Ugh. brutal murder. Oh, do you know what I love? And it just makes my skin the fact every time. he loves it's slamming he people's the teeth yeah. over the bathroom stall oh horror and it's like that moment where it's like you don't realize what it is yet and it's like yeah. you, you look closer and you can see the teeth and he smashes that guy's face into the door oh and he smashes it into the wall and he just yeah. he, he loves to just smash people's faces into stuff and it's like, yeah. well, he didn't have a weapon at that point. He didn't have like his signature kitchen knife or anything. Yeah. So it was literally just like brute strength. Yeah. Weird. I think that was one good thing that they brought from the Rob Zombies film was like the bathroom fight. Like he, like that was in, I think the first uh, Rob Zombie remake. And like, that was like a savage fight it was like this utter brawl in a bathroom stall. And like, that felt like a nice callback to the reboot as well. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah, it's brutal, and like those bits stood out way better than what they did in the original one. But me being me, I didn't like the tension that led up to that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it. I feel like this one is like it's a lot more. I I think it's signposted like very clearly in this film, like what's like that he's constantly there and stuff like that. And so, like sometimes in the original, even when he's not there, it's like trying to like allude to it like was he there and stuff like that whereas this one it's just like he's fucking there (laughs) yeah you see a a big ass man in the background and he's fucking there yeah and you get a much you get a much stronger vibe of um like when he's when he appears you're not gonna get as many jumps once you know once you see him on screen 
because he doesn't move very fast. You know what I mean? So, so this is something that I wanted to ask your opinion on because it's something that I'm still unsure of. So in the first one, like we said, he's like he is a force of nature, and you don't really see him moving from point to point that much, and like he's sort of just he is the shape that appears, isn't he? Um, whereas in this one, you you start to see more of his face. You start to see him like unmasked and stuff like that. But then we also follow him a lot more when he's doing his murders. Like in the original, like it's sort of like what a slasher is that we think of like out of nowhere. Like, like you said, like he burst through the door and you didn't know he was there and stuff like that. And like he kills somebody. Whereas in this one, like you get like one take shots of him, like oh, walking all yeah, the way through yeah, a yeah. house and committing murders yeah. and stuff like that. I love that. Which I think shot. I'm really interested in. Yeah. yeah I think the, brilliantly shot but i'm not sure how i feel about because it it kind of like aligns you with michael almost and like you're following michael on his journey almost which i think is a nice reversal like it's sort of like breaking the mold a little bit but i kind of like michael being this unknown un like omnipotent force almost you know what i mean so i'm i'm, I'm unsure of how i feel of it did you like that well i mean as we move on, it kind of makes more sense. So I've the scene you're on about where it's that one take shot where that kid that kid like walks into him and bounces off the front yeah. of him and is like, Whoa, watch out the way, mister and then it's like it's him and he's just walking mm-hmm. through because nobody's gonna question him walking around. But it's just yeah. brutal how he just goes into the house with the hammer, kills someone, takes a knife, and oh my god, mate. I was like, not the freaking baby, Jesus Christ. Please do not kill the baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I, he looks in the cart and then just carries on. And I was like, phew. I was like, whoa, please no. I said, if that, if that happened, I would have been like, ah, this film's a bit much. But yeah. no, yeah, it carries on. I liked that because it was just like, it just shows like, this is probably how he goes unnoticed. It's like, yeah. you know, he just blends. He just blends in like a shape. And he yeah. just moves along, you know, he's wearing the mask, he's wearing the overalls, he's he's it's Halloween. He just he 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 is he is just camouflaged as himself. Mm-hmm. Um I liked all the classic callbacks with the music in this one as well. Um it wasn't Did you know that it was John Carpenter that does the music for it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the classic theme. I, I just wanted you to know that because John Carpenter's music's fantastic. Um, it's just cool. There's not as many classic callbacks where it is on the nose, but you still have a couple of those moments, which is cool. Um, you, you've definitely got like on the nose moments, like like a lot of it's like on the nose, but it's role reversal stuff. Like I think in this film, Laurie was as much of a threat as Michael was. Mate, Laurie, and this is why I kind of didn't mind having stuff from Michael's point of view, Laurie Strode was like on some kind of fucking Sarah Connor dark fate shit throughout this film. Yeah, like, see, this is why I'm, I'm unsure of it. I was like, I kind of like not seeing him in, in being like this, like shape in the background, like not having him in the forefront. But like you said, like it's a reversal of roles. Like she's now the one hunt, like, the hunted has become the hunter almost like she said she like she prayed every night that he would break out so that she could be the one to kill him yeah and I, and, I, and it's a nice reversal yeah and i liked that because i thought that was better than her being afraid of him like yeah if she was like she, she's afraid but she's ready 
Yeah, literally. It's like you, you were afraid of the film, but you were ready for a horror film. <laughs> Channeling my inner Laurie Sam, Strode. you will now become a horror film. <laughs> oh, you will not. become the horror film of which you used to be scared of. You will direct a horror film, Sam. It's 365 days a year. No, thank you. Uh, my favourite part of this film is the kid that is getting babysat. That he's just, brilliant that just is like when he appears out the wardrobe and he's like oh fuck no he's like oh shit and then he like he like yeets it straight out of the house yeah. and he's like telling everyone else to fucking run otherwise they're gonna die it's like yeah, that little kid every time i rewatch this film i can't wait for him it's the bit where he's like you're going to smoke weed in my house. I'm going to tell my mom. Oh, <laughs> She's there like, honestly, I, I know you ain't going to tell because otherwise I won't be up clipping my nasty ass toenails. <laughs> honestly, he is the He's absolute so star of the film. He's the goat. <laughs> he is the goat of the film. Like, let, what is this kid's name? Let me find him in the cast. <laughs> because So this is like co-written by Danny McBride, you know, the actor. And oh, I think yeah. that's where the witty dialogue like this comes in. Mm. I think that that definitely felt like a Danny McBride line. Uh, here you go. Let's let's find who he is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, that that bit of like, here you <laughs> go. When she slips on the floor and stuff is savage. Jibrail uh, Nantambu. And the article that I found here from Bloody Disgusting is we all agree that child actor Jibrail Nantambu stole the show in Halloween, right? And he yeah. absolutely did. He's so fucking good. Just just so good. Just so I'm like so I was so excited waiting for his scene again when I was rewatching it. Like I'd rewatch just his scenes. Because, because <laughs> honestly, like that was the only time I laughed in Halloween. The 2018 version is just where yeah. he, he like he's like fuck no and like yeets it out. It's just so funny. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, he's the only one that sort of acts realistically, doesn't he? Yeah, I was kind of a little bit disappointed that the doctor just kind of loses his shit and starts putting on the Michael mask. And I was a bit uh, like, what? But yeah. well, I mean, I liked it, like. Like, he's sort of, like, explaining how Michael is, like, a victim in it, in it of himself and, like, how Michael's obsessed with Laurie and stuff, but he's become just as obsessed with Michael. So I kind of liked that, but, yeah, it, it was jarring. It was weird, especially because this Doctor hasn't been in any of the other films and stuff yeah. like that. Because we've always had Doctor Lupus, but the actor that... Um, played him has passed away, so they didn't bring him back for this. Mm. Also, these films are quite short, really. Like they're not very long films. No, yep, they're just concise. They do everything that they need to do. There's no real time wasting in them. Mm. And um, uh, yeah, very to the point. And then I liked the the end bit where you see how kid out of house is, where it's like it's not a cage, it's a trap. It's like, oh, oh, oh. and she's like yeah. closing those fucking doors with the. Um, like the the door comes the down. roller shutters yeah. and stuff, yeah. Um, but then you get the callback of like she's the one busting into the wardrobe, and then Michael ends up hurting her, and she falls out the window off the balcony, and then pulls the reversal of of she disappears when he looks back. Yeah, and stuff. So I, that was like nice callbacks liked, and stuff. Yeah, I really liked those reversals. That was really good. Also, that fucking savage moment where she just 
fucking shotguns his fingers off. Oh, you mean, yeah, and also the fucking gotcha moment that was like, I had to watch that twice. I was like... Oh, with her daughter, with Karen. So good. Where she's like... <laughs> I was watching it, I was like, she's such a Karen. <laughs> <laughs> she's just like kicking off with her mum. It's like, your mum's fucking traumatised for being nearly murdered. Oh, man. Like, just, like, give her a break if she wants a glass of wine. No, just I mean, the part like, where she's like crying and stuff and she's got the rifle up there and then he appears because he's like, yeah, I'm going to get you. I fell for that hook line and oh, sinker when I first saw it. So good. So, gotcha. so good. So good. And then, um, yeah, the the trap, and then setting him on fire, and he's just staring, and yeah, it's good. It was good. I liked where yeah. it left off. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see the three girls um, teaming up together. Mm. The three generations. I can't wait for the. So you got Laurie, Karen. And... I can't wait for the firefighters and the paramedics to get killed by him. Mm. Um, That's what I'm thinking. Does it start with like like a big old fucking? Big old murder showdown. Yeah, probably. I mean, they'll probably see him. Maybe, oh, because maybe he won't have the mask on. And that's when you see him in the new trailer. You see him pick the mask up outside. And they think he's just a person. And they're like, oh, you need to save him. And, oh, you okay? We might get... We might get another callback. So, like you're saying, like, maybe a paramedic might go in or something like that. In, I think it's H2O. um, If I'm remembering rightly. Whichever one is the one with the the teenagers in the house and stuff, um, in yeah, in the school, whatever the fuck it is, um, at the end of it, he pretends to be dead, so he's in the back of a paramedics, uh, uh van, and then he springs up, and then oh, it's I've found out this. in the next film that he takes the place of a paramedic and stuff like that so maybe he could pretend to be dead so the paramedics bring him out and stuff like that that's why the mask's taken off and all that sort of stuff but then he like rises up in the back of the ambulance is and this, it's like a callback to is that is this the death where he puts his thumb through somebody's forehead oh I can't uh, no um I can't. I can't remember how he does it now, but like he ends up swapping places. So then Laurie Strode ends up killing like an innocent paramedic by crushing him against a tree and stuff like that. Oh god! I have a fear. like it gets way complicated, but I've, it's um, so worth watching them all. I've read on a couple of uh, articles that um, they released this 2018 film just to test the waters to know whether it would be something that would work or not, and whether people would like it. And I think that's why it ends the way it does. Like it ends with like their story kind of being revolved, but it's got the hint that maybe Michael isn't there anymore. Sort of how the first one leaves off. Yeah. Um the original. But like you said, like it was received rather well. Like I think it was kind of fifty fifty with Halloween fans. Um I really enjoy it. Um I think I still I don't prefer the original Halloween 2, but I think it was a nice, like, modern sequel to it. I think it worked really well. Halloween is still my favourite over the 2018 version. Mm-hmm. But, um, so it, it did make its money back and stuff like that. So that's when they greenlit it for the two sequels and then they shot the two sequels back to back. Um, I think. So, sorry, hang on, just a... to interrupt. So you, you're talking about the sequel that we're getting and then the one after that? Yeah. Oh. So. That's a little bit disappointing because we now know that probably at least Michael's making it out of the next one. 
because so it's Halloween kills and Halloween ends, the like end in the story essentially. Mm. <coughs> it's a little bit good in knowing that they were shooting sequels back to back, so we know like it kind of lowers the stakes of the middle one a little bit. I'm wondering if they change the stakes again by maybe Laurie dies in in um, Halloween Kills, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Towards the end of it. Make it. And, uh, uh, it's left for the next generation. Yeah, the daughter and the granddaughter, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she can't just Sarah Connor, Michael Myers every <laughs> single time, can she? Because, uh, yeah, no. I don't think that would make a good film. No. Because it's just like... I think she, you she need to raise be... the stakes again in some way. Like, you need to put... Because otherwise we know there's going to be a third one. Cause, so everyone will also will subvert expectations. As everybody know, goes into it knowing that there's going to be a third one. It's like, right, okay, well, none of the main characters are going to die then because they're going to make it out. And then they could like pull out like Laurie Strode dies at the end of the um, second one. Or maybe mm-hmm. uh, Karen dies and then it's left a, a granddaughter and grandmother team up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll have to know. see. Um, I probably won't watch it. So also, uh, what did you think of the the human head jack o' lantern? Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> that was weird. I remember that like genuinely got a physical reaction out of me when I saw it. Yeah, even though it was spoiled, like that was you know how like Empire gets like official photos and stuff like that mm. from the film set and stuff. Like we just had for the Suicide Squad sequel. Uh, the, one of them was the jack o' lantern head, but like even when I saw that, like watching the film, I was like Ugh, that. Ugh. Yeah, I did that thing where you do like a little bit of a scowl, and I was like, Ooh, yeah, no, one of their moments. Yeah, it's like the 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 head crush, just the fucking stomp of the boot, curb stomp. Oh god, yeah, that was. Uh... I think it was definitely a lot more savage. Yeah, that Oof. was a bit of like a, a an old school kind of horror move that where it's just like someone's head becomes a watermelon kind of thing. Practical effects as yeah, well. Yeah, um, yeah. I think uh, I think it was fine. I was pleasantly surprised at how well the old nineteen seventy eight film held up. Um, yeah. I probably it's but it's not um, changed my mind about watching horror films. Uh, to be honest, I probably wouldn't watch anything modern in the horror in a cinema still because, uh, yeah, nope, not for me. But I would gladly watch them at home or maybe with a mate or my girlfriend or something, definitely. But uh, yeah, definitely. How about then? I'll, I might go see the next one in the cinema. No, to be honest, I haven't seen a horror film in the cinema in years. No, um. Uh, I know the last horror film you went to see in the cinema was Silent Hill Revelations. <laughs> yep. Uh, wow, what a bad film that was. If you're going to propose um, to me to go and watch Halloween Kills with you in the cinema, I'm sorry, mate. No. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I might watch it in the cinema, and then we could watch it together maybe when it comes out on home release. And then we can uh, then we can review it. <laughs> yeah. Because then, then you could be like, you could look at my reaction and be like, is he wincing? <laughs> Is something going to happen? Yeah, no. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, right, cool. Uh, that probably. I, I would. Up. I would recommend though, if you liked the original, maybe watch John Carpenter's The Thing from 1982. It's hardly a horror film. It gets classed with horror films. It's a sci-fi film. I feel it's like amazing. I've, I've seen The Thing. I feel like I've seen oh, okay. parts of The Thing. Um, you probably saw the 2012 prequel. Uh, no, no. I believe I've seen the old one. With the oh, horrible, well, the horrible 
thing with a face, but then it's got spider legs. Yeah, I, just go back and watch it again because it's fucking incredible. <laughs> it's one of my favorite films. I love John Carpenter films. John Carpenter, Papa Bless. Next time he does a live music tour, I'm definitely going to go see him because I missed out last time. Papa Bless. And that's Papa where bless. we'll leave it off. So you can hit us up, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at GetRealPod. You can send us an email, GetRealPodUK at gmail.com. You can write into the show, send us a letter, send us anything. We'll yep. read it out. Uh, Why not? Sam's address is... <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's not offensive, please. That's great. Thanks. <laughs> Just send him body parts in the mail, guys. <laughs> nah, I don't need that. <laughs> Please don't. Um, also, check out our sister podcast, Get Real Gaming. Uh, we just launched that. They are on episode two as of the time of listening to this. Episode three is about to come out. What are, I don't know what they're talking about, but it's really good. Go support Richard and Lawrence over there. Uh, you'll hear us on there sometime soon. You'll hear them on here sometime soon. Also, don't forget to leave us a rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast. Um, Go on Podchaser if you leave a rate and review on there or syndicate it to all the other distributors, follow us on Spotify, all that sort of good stuff. We are reaching up the builder boards. We also had a massive spike in listens this week, so thank you to whatever avenue that came from, but thank you for listening to the episode. Cheers, peeps. Uh, episodes. Um, it was a massive boost in numbers. Like It was a big old spike in our, in our records, but thank you so much. And... We'll see you guys on Monday. So you've only got two days to wait for another full episode. This was a nice little bonus episode. Yeah, we'll see you on Monday, guys, for The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 1. Ooh! Oh, you scared me. Oh, jump scare. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to stop. I'm going to buy one of the Michael Myers masks and just, like, appear outside your window or something. Please no. <laughs>